Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Southminster Presbyterian Church's Advent Devotional Podcast. On Tuesday, December 20th, we are in the week of love, and we love that you are here with us. Glad to be together. Josh, good to have you here. Glad to be here as well, and so excited to have Andrew McKenzie here with us today. Um, Andrew was one of the first members that I met at the church whenever we all kind of came back together, and Andrew is a I notice him because he's about as tall as I am <laughs> and just a jovial spirit, uh, serves on session as one of our elders um, with building and grounds and just continuously working here and in Florida, bouncing back. So uh, whenever we get Andrew in the building, it's always uh, a delight. So thank you so much, Andrew, for being here. And if you uh, could just say a little bit more about yourself and um, just as much as you would like to share. Well, uh, thank you for the invitation. Um, as, as you probably know, I've I've a dual citizenship, Florida and Ohio. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Triple, actually, if you count Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I'm here, I participate in Southminster. I enjoy the streaming because it means I can participate yeah. down in Florida. Right. I came here some 50, 51 years ago, and... Uh, two-year contract that just huh. the, the the offering here was better than the offering back there, so I just never went back okay. other, other than on vacation. I've enjoyed myself at Southminster. Uh, it amuses me. This is my second time on session. Amuses, maybe the wrong word, but it, it's funny how a generation later we've gone through a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so it's cyclical. Mm -hmm. It does kind of remind you something I learned the last time I was on session. You know, I'm a Christian, and if we don't go to the world what Christianity is, not just through things like you guys are doing and doing a great job, but just my goal and my objective is that if somebody mentions I'm a Christian, they think of me and think, yeah. 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 He, that's what they're supposed to be like, what they're supposed <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. do. So uh, I've enjoyed it here. I was one of the rare adult baptisms here ah, oh, okay. because uh, my mother was a Baptist. They don't believe in huh. christening. Mm -hmm. And so I was probably in my late 30s before... I got round to being baptized. See, I would have assumed, Andrew, with your Scottish uh, background, that you were Presbyterian uh, kind of generationally, but yeah. this is something more recent. No, well, no, I, I, was I was sort of generational Presbyterian. Yeah. Uh, the name Mackenzie's from the northwest part of Scotland, okay. which is uh, before King George practiced on us before he practiced on you guys. <laughs> And so in the 1740s, after the rebellion, coincided with the economic belief that sheep were more profitable than people. So, you know, we were dispersed. And so to the best of my belief through ancestry and everything yeah, else, right. uh, 
I think my family was Roman Catholic until we were given the choice of being a dead Catholic or a live Presbyterian. <laughs> Presbyterian so for the win. <laughs> obviously, the fact that I'm here is we became live Presbyterians. Right. The ones that chose to be dead Catholics don't yeah, have anybody yeah. around now. Yeah. But I had a eclectic childhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My mother was Baptist. My father was nominally Presbyterian. I lived in a matriarchal family driven by my grandmother and my grandmother and my father's sister were Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh. So I went to Presbyterian Sunday school yeah. in the morning on Sunday. I went to Baptist church on Sunday, Sunday night. night. I went to Jehovah's Witness Bible study on Tuesday. All right. And occasionally on a Saturday, I was knocking on doors, getting rid of watchtowers and awakes. There you go. Oh, what a fascinating mix. Like a little United <laughs> Nations of, uh, so, of Christianity you know, as, there. As a marketing type guy, you'll forgive me if I tend to think on denominator. I think on there is one God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. There is one God. Right. Uh, we choose to serve him or have beliefs that mm -hmm. are sort of indifferent silos uh as a marketing guy i think that basically is you know there's the the baptist brand the presbyterian yep. Yep. brand yeah and people use the brand that they're comfortable with mm -hmm. but we're all worshiping yahweh right i just had yeah. lunch with my closest friend who is about to celebrate hanukkah yeah mm -hmm. and you know we we occasionally talk about it and it is surprising how much we jointly believe and jointly behave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't think we said the date. This is going out December the 20th, so he just started Hanukkah yesterday. The celebration will uh, have kicked off, and we are glad to celebrate uh, with everyone. Now, we could probably talk to you, Andrew, just about your background forever, but we should probably get him to read his, his reflection, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah that would be great. If you could start with the First Samuel uh, passage there, First uh, Samuel 2-3, read that section, and then just go right into uh, the devotion you've written for us. Okay. The Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. And what I wrote about in relationship to Christmas is that I think of the joy and excitement of the baby Jesus in a manger. I also think of how he got there. Yeah. You know, we were all excited when you guys had a kid. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's an exciting time. Yeah. It's not so exciting when everybody tells you at work as you're dragging your butt around for six weeks. Don't worry. After six weeks, he'll sleep the whole night through. <laughs> and Still waiting for that day. I, I almost lost total faith in everything when on day 43 or night 43, 44, 45, <laughs> she still kept squawking <laughs> all through the night. I felt cheated. But anyway, that's a digression. So I think of how Jesus got there. A young, single woman named Mary found herself pregnant with, let's face it, a rather far-fetched tale about yeah. how it came about. Uh -huh. And anybody that's had teenagers knows how far-fetched tales can get. Mm -hmm. right. Under Roman law, 
there were many ways to terminate an inconvenient pregnancy, but mm -hmm. Mary didn't. I thank God her choice was to give birth to a child who would become my Lord mm -hmm. and my Redeemer. But for the choices she made, we'd be in a morass of something. Yeah, right. 2,000 years later, another Mary, in the midst of a war in Europe, gave birth to me when, quite frankly, at that time, nobody wanted to bring children into the mm. world. You hear about people nowadays not wanting to have kids because right. of their fear of this, that, the next thing. Uh, anybody that's listening, trust me. War, world War II in yeah. Europe yeah. was a heck of a sight worse than anything we're facing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So I thank God that her choice was to bring me into the world yeah. and personally teaching me to have faith and trust Jesus. Uh, she constantly taught me hmm. trust in Jesus. When I had problems, that's what she told me, mm. trust in Jesus. So I encourage people, when you have tough choices to make or easy choices to make, let him guide you. And I have had a wonderful, work, a wonderful life. I am totally blessed. Uh, and when I have, I talk to Jesus Every day, mm. or God, every day. Now, I don't use the word prayer. Yeah, why, yeah. Why don't I use the word prayer? Because I've got more pastors and preachers of places you have not. <laughs> the Elim Church and yeah. the Moody's Crusades from the 1800s. I don't believe in wearing your Christianity on your sleeve. Mm. Mm -hmm. I believe in wearing it in your heart and your behavior. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't think I'm praying to God. I'm just talking to God on yeah, a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, and I, I would agree wholeheartedly with you. You know, it's like, that's why, you know, like when I'm walking the dogs, it's just like, all right, God, I'm going up this Hills and Dale trail up into this weird statue that's up here at the top. And on this trail through the, through the woods, we're just going to have a conversation and we're, and we're just going to sit there and kind of go back and forth. Um, I love my faith partners and other believers that have, you know, a prayer room or, you know, part of their closet or something like that, you know, to where they can, you know, kind of go into an escape. But for me, it's as I'm in, yeah. as I'm going from place to place or within what I'm doing. So I absolutely agree with you and, and, and wholeheartedly. Well, there's no doubt you, you can't go for a walk in the woods or along a riverside or whatever and right. not feel the presence of God. Yep. But no, without doubt. I don't have a, I don't have a specific place, mm -hmm. other than maybe puffing on an occasional cigar in my truck, <laughs> and for there my Christian reference is the a Catholic friend who's a a priest. He mentioned that he was asked about, is it okay to smoke while you're praying to God? And his answer or his response was, when you're smoking, is it okay to pray with pray to God? So, yeah, smoke's got to go somewhere. All, all of it's going lifted up. Prayer is like incense <laughs> but, but, raising. Yeah, but but to, to, me it's yeah. a, to me, it's a mental place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And my mental place is picturing 
uh, hillside in Israel with the Mediterranean off to yeah. the left and olive trees to the right and a retaining wall and walking down a beat up old path with somebody in a white robe beside yeah. me. Mm. That's nice. And the only thing I haven't figured out yet is am I wearing 2,000 year old clothes or am I wearing jeans? <laughs> right. <laughs> Shoes will definitely be more comfortable. I loved your reflection, your, your uh, Andrew, that you sent. Um, I was a little surprised by some of it. We were trying to do the math and figure out what war you were born in in, in Europe. Yeah. And uh, got to confess, uh, I think you've aged well because neither neither Josh nor I, we talked, <laughs> would have guessed <laughs> that yeah. it could have been World War II. Yeah, I was like Googling <laughs> Scotland wars in like 1960 <laughs> like, kind of deal. No, we haven't had any good ones recently. <laughs> sure. I was just like, I don't know. Figure out something. But then you came with your mom to the U.S.? No. Were you a child or was it as an adult that you came? No, I, I came as an adult. Okay. I, I, oh, okay. Was, I was about 26, 27. I, I remember on, you know, I'd never heard of Dayton, Ohio. I figured yeah. it was near where the Daytona 500 yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just and, missing a few letters, yeah. Uh, I was offered a, a, a two-year transfer over here by NCR and about... The only research I did was twofold. One was I had no idea what standard of living yeah. in Dayton, Ohio, X dollars would bring you. So I compared it to a New York police sergeant <laughs> and figured if he can live in New York for that, yeah. I can live in Dayton, Ohio for that. There you go. Uh, the only other thing I checked was whether I was still eligible for the draft because the United States were sending lots of young men to Vietnam at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they didn't care whether you were a citizen or not. <laughs> right. So do you have, uh, what are your memories of Christmas as a boy in Scotland then? K kind of weird because as a real young youngster, uh, we didn't have electricity. So there wasn't any Oh, yeah, any no Christmas lights. lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, even the, the street lights were gas. Well, yep. So there wasn't any of this um, bright lights all over the place. I do remember that when I was about seven, we got what I think was probably our first Christmas tree. It was three feet high, maybe. And I insisted and insisted, and we got candles. So there was pretty candles clipped on there. And then I talked my mother into lighting the candles. And of course, you know what happens. Oh, no. You oh, can picture no. what happens <laughs> if a Christmas tree's... You have been sitting for been, a while. Yeah, I've been sitting for about two weeks and you light candles on it, so... Oh, no. Nothing nothing disastrous? N nothing disastrous. Just a small just, fire? No, uh, just, All crisis yeah. was averted. It was just the corner. Sure. <laughs> oh, oh, Andrew. But he's, um, <laughs> when I was a kid... My father worked for the National Coal Board. Okay. And they didn't get Christmas off. The, oh, wow. the, the public holiday in Scotland was New Year's Day. Hmm. Oh. Not Christmas. So my, my young mem memories are getting up six o'clock in the morning so I could see my father say Merry Christmas and so on before huh. he, he took off, actually a little before six because he started work at six in the morning. And it was cold mm. because the house was heated by a central, obviously coal fire right. fireplace. Yeah. And I wouldn't let them 
leave a fire on overnight because Santa Claus is obviously going to yeah. coming down the chimney. Yeah, yeah. Burn it. yeah. So Scotland in the latter part of December with no heating on in the house at six o'clock in the morning is pretty darn cold. Sure. But wow. but you know my my mother and her younger sister were both nurses at the same hospital, so they rotated through life. And so every other Christmas, my mother would be mm. home. Mm-hmm. Every other Christmas, I went to my aunt's house. They, they had a couple of kids. One of them was a few months younger than me. So we basically grew up as siblings because going home from school, we either go to Mother A or Mother B. And there you go. <laughs> that was it. That's fun. Yeah, I love in your reflection, you, um, you wrote there at the end, um, let Jesus guide your choices. It's a wonderful life. Um, I like to play because, you know, obviously we have It's a Wonderful Life and, and the movie there, but what are some of the kind of the choices that, that you can point back to where you're just, you know, like where God, you felt God guiding your choices, obviously leaving home, coming to America, doing those kind of pieces, you know, that, that's a huge choice within there. But what, what else kind of within there, as you've already shared, where you can see, um, God guiding your choices or inviting God into um, those choices? In, in general terms, you know, if you think about being, going out there and being a disciple, mm-hmm. you're either ministering to people of all types who need yeah. ministering, or you're off in Africa or South America doing Doctors Without Borders deals. Right. And I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> it's not that I wouldn't yeah. or don't want to. That's not my skill set. Right. So probably in my 30s, I realized somebody somewhere said about the, ta- the talents and user talents. Mm-hmm. So I realized, figured out what my talents were. And so... It made me feel closer to God by using the talents that he gave me mm-hmm. and essentially gave me these, these abilities that not everybody has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it guided and influenced a lot of what I did in life. I didn't try to force myself as a round peg into a square yeah. hole. Sure. But the, probably the most extreme one is... In the previous recession, mm-hmm. keep in mind the company I have is tied to the construction industry, yeah. which goes up and down, up and down, up right. and down. And back in 2007 or when I was 2008, whenever it was, and everything tanked, I was puzzling over how to meet payroll mm-hmm. because our customers were paying slow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I had a prioritization, and the, the, the biggest priority was to meet payroll. And I was down in Florida one weekend, and I was sitting on the porch on a Saturday morning, bright blue sky, beautiful day, and I'm in this funk about where am I going to get mm-hmm. money to meet payroll come Friday? Yeah. And after about 10 minutes of just looking down, whatever, I sat back, 
brilliant blue sky. I see this little streak of puff of clouds. Hmm. And then I realize it's a sky rider. And I thought, oh, he's practicing. Huh. So, you know, I wasn't having fun puzzling and puzzling <laughs> and thinking what I was doing. So I just sat there and looked at him. And he was riding across the sky doing like vertical st strokes. And I couldn't figure out the message. And there was all these vertical strokes. Then he put a cross stroke and the first letter was T. And then he eventually started filling it out. And the message that he wrote in the sky was trust Jesus. <laughs> and sometimes I can be pretty stubborn and pretty dumb, but I thought, right. okay, if you're going to all that <laughs> yeah. trouble yeah, but to smack me around the head and just say, trust you, right. then I'm going to trust you. Mm -hmm. So from then... I became even more belief in, I don't know what God's plan for me yeah, is. Yeah. You know, maybe it's to keep going with a very blessed life like it is, or, or maybe it's to not serve in the soup kitchen, but be on the receiving end of the soup yeah, kitchen. Yeah. I read the mm -hmm. other, I heard the other night on the radio about a guy that was 73 years old and just became homeless. Mm -hmm. And he had, discovered the city gospel mission in Cincinnati. So I don't know what God has in store mm -hmm, for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I trust whatever he has in store with me is what he wants for me. And he loves me. He loves my family. He loves all of us. Yeah, yeah. And I can, as I say, I can be stubborn and pig-headed at times. And I'm, you know, I'm perfect until I realize, <laughs> no, I right. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few things I could confess about. You know, did I really need that second cup of coffee before I went in <laughs> to see the cardiac doctor this morning? <laughs> oh, that's great. I love the story of, of, of God sending you a skywriter to get the message through. Yeah. Now, how does the story end? So you, you, you I, made payroll? I made payroll. Now, it probably it doesn't mean it was easy, right? Uh, no, it, you, it, it, it wasn't easy, but... A couple of customers yeah. that were pretty late of decent-sized checks, they, yeah. they, they yeah, paid yeah. in the middle of the week. So my, my lifestyle is to trust Jesus. And I am, I'm also blessed that I've been able to communicate it to my daughter, my grandson. And, you know, as they get older and more life experienced, they become more accepting of the concept that there is a creator. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little more difficult for my grandson, who's a scientist, and yeah. a research scientist. But, you know, I remember something I saw many years ago, a psychological profile. I have high tolerance of ambiguity. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, Everything in this world is not black and white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff. You watch the news tonight. Yep. Depends on what channel you watch. It's black and white <laughs> one way, and it's white and black the other way. But there are things that are ambiguous, and yeah, don't worry about it. Just ask for advice. Yeah. 
And if I go ask for advice, there's not many guys older than me other than God and Moses. <laughs> That's great. So, Andrew, what does is, what is Christmas look like uh, these years? Uh, uh... This, this Christmas, uh, my daughter is coming back from Kentucky. My grandson is coming back nice. from West Virginia with his fiance, And my ex-wife is coming over on... Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. And we're all going to get together. And then the following day, we're going to go to her house for uh, Christmas. Very nice. Christmas dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. No, cold, I, no cold Christmas morning uh, in your house anymore. You'll have the lights and the fire both going. Yeah. The lights and the fire. My <laughs> daughter nice. was back for the weekend about 10 days ago, so she's got all the Christmas lights. And Do you ever marvel, looking back, Andrew, at, at all the Christmases uh, and, yeah. and just... Give thanks for no. I, well, I, maybe not everything in your life that you give thanks for, but uh. no. I I have lived my life with a bias towards not wanting to be lying in bed in my eighties saying I wish I had done that. Mm -hmm. I wish I had done that. Mm -hmm. So I've lived my life with a bias of. If I have regrets, it's going to be the regret of doing something I shouldn't have done, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to the regret of yeah. not attempting to do something or mm -hmm. not doing something I wanted to do. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Pastor Steve. Yeah, you want thanks, to close thanks, Andrew. I'm going to close us with prayer, and then we'll sign off again for today. So, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for uh, choices uh, on our part and others' choices that... Uh, reveal then your uh, faithfulness uh, through time. We thank you uh, for Andrew's mother Mary and her faithfulness uh, in a hard time uh, to give birth and then to instill faith in Andrew. We thank you for the years, years and years of Christmases past uh, and for your uh, faithfulness uh, uh, as we all try to uh, follow your lead. Uh, sometimes we'd all like a bit of clarity, like a skywriter telling us what's right to do. But we thank you for those, those times when you give us clarity uh, and those times when you let us muddle through and we still come out okay, uh, thanks to your, your faith uh, and your spirit. Uh, be with us as we continue this Advent journey, as we prepare uh, for Christmas. May it be uh, a blessed time for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you.